You're tuned in to Single Parenting with a Purpose. I'm your host, Jess. Let's get right into it. Thank you so much for tuning in still. Thank you for everybody that has listened to my episodes. I'm just going to go ahead and call this season two now because I've been gone for a minute and if I'm being honest, I was unmotivated. Um, However, I still feel like this podcast somehow still has a calling over my life. I think out of all the things that I do to either make money or to not make money, but um as far as purpose, this is like the one thing that really allows me to help people. So even though I do taxes, I still feel like that is a way that I can help people financially. Um, but with the podcast, I feel like it's my testimony. So with all my trials and everything that I've been through, um, not understanding what I was going through in the moment as a single mom, um, has in turn after a while allowed me to see how I can help others through my trials. So I'm back with single parenting with a purpose and um, I just have so much I feel still to offer, so much to talk about, so much has changed y'all. Remember I started this podcast as if you was with me and you was listening um, or when you seen when I just broadcasted that I was going live with my podcast was late 2019. And with that, everyone um, was just so supportive. Like so many people helped me bring together the podcast with literally no money. Like when I tell you um, the support was there, people were listening, the audience was growing. Um, There was even a girl uh, that I worked with, God bless her soul, she is amazing. She um, basically put together the podcast cover for me at no cost. She was like, just do it and just stay consistent and just do it. Like she was, that was awesome. That was such an awesome thing. I mean, um, then there was somebody else that I worked with that even just gave me like, um, you know, like those t-shirt microphones that you can kind of just plug into your phone. Like just gave it to me, like literally. And And then it was like one of those things where the ideas and thought process was just so creative. Um, But not only just creative, like the ideas just flowed. Like everything was just so natural. So it was like a big sign for me, if I'm saying anything at all. (laughs) If you're trying to understand anything that I'm saying. Like everything just flowed so naturally. So, But I'm back and I feel like I need to be. I've been also contemplating how I wanted to even do this. Like, do I want to still continue about single parenting? Um, Do I still want to, or because there's so many different sides to me that I feel like I can, I could, I have a lot to offer. So maybe I need a second podcast to this. So where, you know, you can hear my, the other sides of who Jessica is, if you even care too. Um, But I feel like on the other spectrum, or even on this spectrum, I am very relatable. And I have a lot to talk about. And I'm very ambitious. And I love talking business. And I love um, helping people. And um, I'm a big cheerleader to other people and what they're doing. And I just... I don't know. Like, I feel like I have a voice and there's a voice for a reason. So, but I'm not going to go on and on and on about the things I want to do. Um, back to single parenting with the purpose, you know, um, currently 
I am in a relationship. I really can't even a thousand percent consider myself a single parent at this moment because my partner is very supportive. Um, and then not only that, um, we have co-parenting situations that I could still touch on. Co-parenting situations that I'm still talking about. You know, a lot is still going on. So um, I think I'll just go ahead and just tell you guys what's been going on just to get you guys back in. And then I am going to break it down because I think the things that I'm, t- I'm speaking about on this particular episode is going to just create other episodes. Like I bought a house in the meantime. Um, again, dealing with the co-parenting situation. Um, my, um, my work in taxes has definitely flourished. So I think I want to talk about, you know, how a single mom or a single parent can buy a home on their own. I want to talk about side hustles. I want to talk about, um, just certain things to help uplift single parents. And then also what, what can help them move forward with their life, whether it's financially, whether it's an idea or a project they want to start, or just simply, again, because this podcast is all about co-parenting and single parenting, motivation, inspiration, um, being transparent, all of that. So I'm still offering all of that. I still want to be an open book to all of that. And then in the process also, um, with me coming back with the podcast and hopefully you know, my audience is still there and getting more audience that I want to really just lay it out in a book for you guys. So I want it to be, you know, kind of like about my life and then also a self-help book um, to help co-parents or to help single parenting. Or maybe I may even um, just do a single mom's book and then do a single parenting book or just do a co-parenting book. Because let me be real with y'all, um, co-parenting is not working for me. <laughs> um, again, we're being transparent, right? So co-parenting sucks um, for me. It just doesn't work. So to be honest, like I don't know if it's me or if I have a big part in that or if just the people that I'm dealing with to have to co-parent is just not working. Like right now, one, I, we just don't speak to. So there's no co-parenting at all there going on because we don't talk. Um, And then the other one is just difficult, just continuously difficult after so many years. Like there's no, it's sometimes it just comes down to personalities, I think. Um, Or the other person just not understanding what the common ground is, what the common idea is. Like the common ground is the child. Like, so it's a lot of things, but I'm back. And I'm happy to be back and I hope to do more interviews and um, yeah, I'm hoping that more people can come on and um, I've been even thinking about single parenting coaching, specifically single parenting coaching because again, I'm just going to say I think I suck at co-parenting again, but I can't, if I'm being, let me be clear, I don't know if it's me that cannot co-parent or if the other person is just being extremely difficult. But I'm gonna go ahead and just say, I I believe the other person is being extremely difficult, but we could probably touch that on another um, episode and just go specifically on that. And I think that one I'll probably do with like an interview. But um, it was interesting y'all because 
Um, just the other day, I had a very real conversation with my son, my oldest son, and I didn't know um, how he was going to perceive it or how he was going to take it because, to be honest, he is very just chill, laid back, doesn't really want to talk to people. Um, <laughs> but no, um, but when you talk to him, he reminds me of his mother because when I do talk to him, or when you do talk to him, um, his answers can be very short, but it's very meaningful. Like it gets straight to the point. And I think I've always taught him to be very direct because I myself was not always a direct person and I just wanted to please people. And then I kind of saw that in him growing up as he was growing up. And I just, you know, kind of told him like, just be direct. Don't let people choose things for you. Don't let, you know what I mean? Like, so my parenting style with him, um, is and with my youngest one as well is I always especially when they kind of feel like they're in the middle I just kind of I give them my perspective what I think is going on um or you know what I can basically tell them at the capacity of their age like I don't I'm not just throwing everything at them I, I can't do that so it's like whenever there's like a situation maybe with his dad I will probably tell my end of the story I'll let him um, listen to his dad's side of the story. And then I always tell him, you know, now you come up with what you think is right out of that. You know, I don't want to push anything on my kids. I hate for them to feel like they're in the middle. And then because my kids have a, an age gap of like six to seven years, um, and they both have different dads, I think they both can kind of feel like in a way that they're the only child when it comes to myself dealing with their father and they're in the middle um i always try not to have my kids in the middle and i hope that made sense because then you have my youngest one who has his own dad and so he's in the middle right so they can feel like the only child in that situation and not really have anyone to kind of talk to about in regards to that as opposed to when i grew up i grew up with my um one of my sisters and a brother so I have other brothers and sisters, but we shared the same parents, the three of us. So we were able to kind of talk about how we felt about these things and, you know, how my parents co-parented or how, you know, the divorce went and things like that. But with them, they have two totally separate type of situations. And so sometimes it's not always just about, you know, the beef. Sometimes it's not always just about the co-parenting situation sometimes it's not just about the single parenting situation you know so i had to ask my son and i was just curious to be honest you know sometimes you can only worry about yourself if the other parent is not um doing their part so for me i was curious to know what my son's opinion was of me raising him. What was his opinion of me? What is his opinion of me as his mom? Mind you, he's 14 years old. He's going to be 15 soon. So one thing for sure is like, why not go to the source? And I say that because I am, I take being a mother very seriously. I take business seriously. I take being a mom very seriously and um, my reputation. So especially as a mom, Again, I take that very seriously. And I just wanted to know what my son felt as far as his opinion of me being a mom. Because to be honest, I'm hard on myself. 
as a mom. Because not only am I a single mom, you know, sometimes you hear the other parent, either they're bashing you or trying to bring you down for certain things that, you know, maybe they're not fulfilling on their end. So they have to make you feel bad. So sometimes I'm hard on myself, period. And then sometimes it's even worse when I hear the other parent trying to bash me as a single parent. But it's like, wait, hold on, you know. Um, So I said, you know, let me ask my son what he thinks, because that's what matters. You know, it's not um, how much of I'm beating myself up of being a mom or how good of a mom I am or how bad of a mom I am or, you know, what, what other people think of me. But what does my son think of me? And I asked him, I said, what do you think of me as your mom? Like, if you think that, what do you think? And he said that I'm very hardworking and that I'm caring. And to be honest, those two things are if I had five things that I wanted my kids to see or to view of me as a mom, especially as they got older, those are definitely the top two things. So I want my son to always feel like he's loved. I want them to know that I care about their feelings. I care about them, their well-being, physically, emotionally, all of that. And that I'm hardworking because I am. I bust my butt for them. So the fact that he noticed that is like a blessing, you know? And then my third question to him was, because, you know, I'm in this new relationship, I am working, um, we've been very busy. I asked him, I said, do you feel like I spent enough time with you? Do you feel like I've spent enough time with you, um, you know, throughout your years? And he answered yes. And, you know, that's the part that makes me emotional because for this... I don't know, maybe like last few years or his whole entire life, actually, because I always worked two jobs. I was going to school. It was always something, you know, and I would try to balance out also having my life and, um, you know, having a social life, I should say. And then also, most importantly, being a mom, you know. So the fact that he felt like he does and did have enough time with me um, was like a it was just something lifted off my shoulders, to be honest. And it just meant so much to me. So. I say all that to say, you know, as a parent, whether you're co-parenting, whether you're a single parent, whether the other parent is not involved, um, have those conversations with your kids, you know, see where they're at with things. Because also, if he would have told me something um, that, you know, if he would have told me certain things that maybe didn't align with what I was thinking in my heart, um, that would have gave me room to fix that, right? Because sometimes when you're in a single parenting situation, and you're the only one that's doing everything and everything is on you, sometimes it's good to check in with your child just to see how they're feeling, to see how they feel with their upbringing. And it gives you room for improvement to work on that relationship with your kid because that's the only thing that you have, right? That's the only thing that's really kind of really important, to be honest, you know? Because I have to take up who I am as a mom to them and then they have to take up the situation with their dad, the relationship that they have with their dad. That's two separate things, you know, but as long as I'm doing what I need to do for them and they're happy and they're okay, then I'm with it because I, I, you know, and and then I asked him, I said, you know, how do you feel? We, I literally went down the timeline with him. I went down the timeline from as far as he can remember. And he told me so many things that I didn't even know that he remembered, you know? And, and, and I have to say there was a lot of parts, um, in our life, um, that I regret, you know, but I was a young mom with him. I was 19, um, in my twenties. Um, I raised him. We basically were raised together. You could say, you know, 
And so I went through some parts where I wish I could have done over um, to lessen the experience that he's had growing up. Um, But it also made me realize too that I'm not perfect and that I did and I am doing the best that I can for him. So, and for both of them. So really, again, I say all that to say as well, don't be hard on yourself as a single parent. You know, give yourself room for those mistakes too because you're not perfect. But I will say this, I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot, okay? So, and I continue to pray a lot. I continue to pray for our relationship me and my son. I continue to pray for, um, you know, the relationship that I brought into their lives. I continue to pray for, um, even my, both of my boys as brothers, you know, for them to have a fulfilled, loving, respected, um, brotherly relationship. I pray for me to be the best mother that I can for them, you know? So, and, and down the timeline, again, going back to that, asking him about the timeline, um, You know, he said how he felt when we lived in this house or when we lived in this apartment or when we lived, you know, different phases of our lives. And he would just really be he was really transparent. So that's another thing. When you're talking to your teenagers or you're talking to your kids, be ready, you know, be ready for that. I had to prepare my mind for that just to know what was going to come out of his mouth. And it turned out better than I thought. Some parts of what he said was like, yikes, you know, but it was good to know what he was thinking. It was good to know where he's coming from and and being that he was 14, it was easier to have a little bit more conversation with him than the conversations I would have with him when he was like 10, seven, or you know, five years old. But he remembered things from when he was even three years old, which I was so surprised because a lot of people can't remember things um, when they were three. So that was amazing. That was truly amazing. And then the best part of it all is, you know, well, you can't take back you know, what has happened. You can't take back the past, but you can grow from it and move forward. And um, we're in a better place. You know, I know he said, and I asked him, how does he feel? Because again, we went down the timeline up until where he was, you know, as long as he can remember, which was three, as far as he can remember when he was three. And then up until today to where he is um, 14. And he's, he's happy. He's content right now. He's okay. There's certain parts that he, you know, he wants to try to figure out with his dad. And I try to like unpiece those situations with him. Um, but being he's a teenage boy, he doesn't really want to talk about it really. And I could tell. Um, so I just try, you know, I just, I, I try to take my pace with him, take um, little pieces with him. And then now, like, now that I'm talking about this with you guys, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, maybe I may have an episode with him. Maybe I'll allow him to be transparent on his end. But I really hope that, you know, this part of things or um, this episode help you, helps you realize that one, don't be hard on yourself. Two, bring God into your lives and your situations. Three, um, again, don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> and then definitely hone in on your kids' feelings and what they're thinking and what their experience is like. Because I felt like when I was a child that nobody cared. Nobody was asking me how I felt. Nobody asked. You know, I was almost like, because I was the oldest child too. So it kind of felt like nobody really cared about what I was doing. Nobody really cared about what was going on in my life. Nobody was checking my grades. Nobody was, you know, so it was kind of like I was loved. Yes, I had a great home that I lived in. And my mom definitely did the best that she could. She's amazing. 
you know, but it's just that um, those are so, those certain parts that I have to live with with myself. And I want my kids to know that I'm here with you. I'm here with you now. I'm here with you even when you leave the house. And trust me, I am not pushing them out the house anytime soon. <laughs> so there's a lot of things. It's a lot of things to cover. Um, but definitely hone in with your kids um, and really hone in on that relationship that you have with them as opposed to trying to get yourself to make up for the other parent or trying to be hard on yourself about the way that you're currently parenting because these kids will give you the feedback these kids are not dumb these kids know what's going on you know um there were times where i kind of wish that i didn't um argue in front of my oldest child when i was talking to his dad or arguing with his dad whether it was over the phone whether it was in person you know i asked him even about those things how he felt in those situations i wish i never did that um, so those are one of the things that I regret, but you know, um, there's a lot, like my mind is going on 10 right now to try to cover certain things. So I have to really sit down and break these into episodes to be real with y'all. Okay. But enough with my oldest. Um, let me talk about my youngest. So my youngest the other day went with his dad for the weekend and, um, mind you backstory, it, that is the most challenging co-parenting situation I've ever dealt with was, uh, was with his dad. It, and it still is. And, but he, my youngest son has a very loving, um, relationship with his dad and he loves to spend time with his dad and he puts his dad on a pedestal. He really does. But he's also a really like a real mama's boy too. So he has that, um, he, he kind of has a good situation when it comes to both parents loving him, I would say. The co-parenting situation could be better for him, um, but that's hard because I feel like the other parent's not working with me um, fairly, you know? Um, but he did mention, my youngest, he mentioned that he wanted to live with his dad. Now, you know, as a mom, that crushed me, right? But... Again, I had to separate my selfishness in that. I had to separate that and really ask him why, you know, and what is it that makes you feel like that? And it's and and he's seven. So I remember when I was that age, I would tell my mom that I wanted to live with my dad. However, for my situation, my dad wasn't involved, really. Like he was not there. There was really no co-parenting situation. It, it just he just wasn't present at all so for me to say that to my mom one I could just imagine how she would felt my mom was (laughs) she was not playing with us she'd be like okay well go you go ahead and go that's how she would talk to us and tell us and honestly it's because I think she knew her worth like she knew who she was as a mother as a parent to us so for us to say that to her it's like okay one I'm pretty sure that was hurtful to her never had the conversation with her so I don't know but I'm assuming that and then to real and then she's probably thinking to herself I do everything for y'all like for y'all to say that y'all just don't know or she probably really felt like if you want to go ahead and live there you can go ahead and live there and you'll be back and that's kind of how I felt about junior <laughs> I feel like yeah you could probably go ahead and do that but you'll be back um within a few weeks but um and I, and I really think um, after having a conversation with him and I allowed him to feel what he felt. And the, the crazy thing is um, he felt so 
he felt like he was in a hard place. So again, I feel like he's in the middle, but I felt like he was in a very hard place because it was hard for him to tell me that that's what he wanted. So I know, I, I, you know your kids, you know what I mean? So I know that, he, that he's getting love there with, from his dad. And he's also getting love from me. That's how I, it was hard for him to say that. But really when we kind of dissected the whole thing, it's really, he just wanted his mom and dad back together. But the reality is, I didn't tell him this, but honey, that's not happening. It's just not. That was like the worst relationship I've ever had in my entire life. Um, but there was a blessing that came out of that, and that was Junior for sure, because Junior will have me dying. He will make me laugh. He, um, he'll spend time with me. You know, such a blessing, that little boy. And um, But yeah, he's in a hard place because he wants both of his parents. But the reality is, is that's not his reality. So I had to allow him to tell me that. I had to continue to reassure him that it's okay. You could tell me how you feel. I'm not mad at you. Mommy's not mad at you. You could tell me how you feel. It's okay for you to feel like that. And then I also was transparent with him. And I told him certain things at certain times of how I felt when I was in his position at seven years old, when I wanted to be with my dad or when I wanted to live with my dad or when I, you know, just those things, you know, so... Again, if you take anything from all of that is just um, the relationship you have with your kids are very important. For you to talk to them about how they feel about their situation is important. Um, You know, consider the ages. You know, when you are talking to your kids, you can't say too much, but you have to leave that up to your own discretion because your kids are your kids. You know them. You know, you know them better than anyone else. You could tell how wise they are. You could tell what will affect them, what won't. You know, sometimes you don't know what, what could affect them. So you have to be careful. Um, but just come from a loving place. Try to meet them at their level if you can. Again, put God in everything. Pray about everything if you can, you know. And, I, and that's exactly what I try to do. And um, I'm, I'm at a lot more peace with that. And it also just shows me that, you know... All I can do is do my best and continue to do my best. So here I am at 33. Sometimes I don't even remember how old I am. 33. Um, and that's what I have come to in conclusion with just talking to my kids and seeing how they feel, trying to understand where they're coming from. And it was it was a beautiful thing, even when I was talking to my oldest, because, you know, he was honest. He wasn't like He's not the type of person that's going to sit there and go on and on and blab and blab and blab or show his a lot of his emotions. I think it was even hard for him to answer certain questions, to be real. Um, but he did. And I allowed him. I gave him the pace. I didn't cut him off. I just, um, you know, just kind of like listened. And if he needed a while to gather his thoughts to say what he wanted to say, I just literally sat there and just silenced and waited for him. Not, well, what do you think? Or, you know, come on, I'm asking you a question. No, none of that. I just gave him his pace. And then it turned into me giving him wisdom, you know, that I lived through things that I've been through with my dad and certain things like that. And he listened. And you could tell when someone's actively listening to you. So I feel like I have so much more to touch on, but it was just such a great feeling. I thank God for that. I thank God for those conversations. These conversations literally, guys, happened within like the last few days. And when I started this episode right here, when I clicked start to start talking, I wasn't even... um, I didn't even know what direction I was going in with this, but 
those were the, those were my thoughts within the last few days. That's what's happened in the last few days. Um, so I really hope that helps somebody, you know. But again, thank you guys so much for listening to Single Parenting with a Purpose. And I'll be back with more. So please share, subscribe if you haven't already. Um, and engage with me about these things. And if you want to jump on um, the podcast, let me know. I'm here for it.